All right, everybody, welcome to the Twistcast. My name is Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Well, we have seen Venom. We have. Uh, yeah. It was a movie. It, it, it was, in fact, a movie. Yeah. It was something that somebody thought about a lot. And uh, and then that person was taken to a dark alley, beaten up, and then they started from scratch and didn't think about it much. That's right. That's exactly what happened. And only that happened. Um, but before we get to talking about that travesty, how about we hit up some positive things in the news? Is it actually positive? Though? God damn it. I wish he hadn't set me up like that because <laughs> I'm leading with a death. <laughs> oh, good. Great job, Sam. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. Uh, so an artist by the name of Norm Brayfogle passed away at 85. Um he illustrated Batman from 1987 to 1995. Okay. Um, he his his Batman did had a lot of like the blues, the really mm, long pointy ears. Okay. Super cool. Um, so thoughts and prayers to that family. There's uh, tough time. Um, <clears throat> Avengers. I'm sorry. I'm doing comic book stuff. Sorry, comic books. Quotations. Air quotes. <laughs> uh, Avengers will have another. Week. Are you implying that they're not comic books? Uh, I think of them as art. Why would you put them in quotes? Are you? So, I'm just, it's just like a header. Uh, like comic books underline? I don't know. What are we doing right now? Avengers will have another weekly series called No Road Home. Um, almost like a follow-up to the No Surrender story, which brought back, brought back the Hulk. Um, who knows where that's going to go? Um, but anytime there's a weekly series like this, it'll, I always meet it with a little bit of trepidation because... Mm-hmm. You know, delays, obviously. Yeah. Is, is the story good? Uh, I do want to get around to talking to No Surrender with you guys. We'll have to pull it all up and, and take a look at it and cool. go back. But, you know, it started out with a lot of intrigue and then just kind of <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's disappointing. Um, real quick, we're going to travel back to Bat Dick. <laughs> uh, real quick. Uh, you can't leave it. Batwang. I missed that one last time. Bat-wang. I'm disappointed in myself. Batwang. Batwang. That was awesome. I love that. Didn't even plan that. So the issue that famously or infamously, depending on your position. It's very famous for me. Yes. I think for me. I still want it on a shirt. That displayed Batman's full Batwang. Uh, Batman Damned number one will not be reprinted. They retracted really? the yes. the uh, good. <laughs> Leave art as it sh- is as it is. No, no, no. They're not reprinting it oh. even when it's collected. Oh. They're not. Yeah. It, oh. it, well, like that's, that never mind. So that's kind that's of a bad. a weird back off there. It's like censorship, which is censor shit. Yeah. See what I did there? So clever. Yep. Puns are the best. So let's go to uh, the DC, worlds of DC and their television universe. Worlds. worlds. Yes, I'd like one for the worlds of DC, please. Uh, <laughs> so the Birds of Prey movie is scheduled for February 7th of 2020. Um, there was some casting news came that came out there. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead has been cast as Huntress. And Journey Smollett-Bell has been cast as Black Canary. Uh, the interesting there, thing there... Thing, the interesting thing there is my mouth doesn't work. No fishnets. N- well, no. 
Black Canary's a black woman. That's right. So people are, of course, freaking out a little bit. Of course. Bit. Just, Honestly, I, I think that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> right? like it, it should. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Internet's, internet's going to internet. Um, you know, things change, people change. Don't be a bitch. Uh, we got our first look at Whackin' Phoenix oh, as yeah. the Joker. Yes, we did. Uh, we got several looks. Uh, we got the... the one from the, the left, one from the right. Yeah. Head we, on. We got no um, no makeup with makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm personally having some problems with this because I have a, a fear of clowns, and he's more traditional clown than I'd probably like. Mm. It's going to be hard for me to watch that movie, so if I'm holding one of your hands or both of your hands as we're watching, um, just, you know, just roll with it, please. Do you think that's... Real quick, do you think that's going to be the makeup throughout the movie, or if it's just in the beginning? I don't know, um, mm. and that's kind of what makes it interesting. Um, who knows? Because people have drawn comparisons between um, what's his name, Oscar Romero, and Heath Ledger in the beginning of The Dark Knight. Um, Oscar Romero being Oscar? Adam West Joker. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's Oscar it's Romero. Caesar, 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 Caesar. Caesar. Romero. Who uh, the hell is Oscar Romero? Oscar. <laughs> Where was my brain right there? I don't know. <laughs> Good pickup, Jesse. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, both of them have a very similar look uh, at one point or another yeah. during their runs of the Joker. So I'm I'm curious to see whether this is just, uh, you know, a portion of the movie that he's going to look like this, and they don't really want to reveal what he's his final, uh, this will be in quotes, his final, final form. form <laughs> his final form of Joker Fool. will be. I have not even reached my final form. <laughs> so I'm just curious about that. Yeah, me too. Um, moving on, Deadshot spinoff talks have occurred with Will Smith. There's been nothing like really in concrete, but I just know they've opened the door a little bit there. He signed on to do um, Suicide Squad 2, right? I believe so. I don't know if that's still happening with the upheaval. Who knows? They're crazy. Uh, according to Matt Reeves, the Batman is due to start production uh, in summer of 2019, and it's partially inspired by Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So that's, okay. that's interesting for a Batman story, yeah. but not really, because, you know... It, it's, it, like, I mean, if the, you want to break it down to its most basic form, it's all about duality. Yeah, and, and that's Batman really is, what Batman you know? is. Uh, speaking of which, have you guys seen that uh, Ben Affleck has said he wants to do Batman one last time? He's like started like working out and preparing for it again. Like it, it's gone back and forth, and at this point, it's like, dude, either shit or get off the pot. But I think he's he's ready to. Yeah, I pass think, that BM. I th- I, th- <laughs> I Batman. Th- that's Batman. B BM. Gotcha. Bat- Batman. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I think once he stopped hitting the booze, he realized all the things that he can do and that he's going to be missing by passing up this opportunity. Um, so, yeah, I think the fog's starting to clear for this guy and hope the best for him. And I really do enjoy his Batman. So if he decides to stay on, um, yeah, all the best. Uh, skipping back really quick to Birds of Prey. Just don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> they will. Uh, it's their mo, man. It's like if they had if they had two faces coin, like the one side would say fuck it up, the other side would say fuck it up again. Like it's fantastic. <laughs> fuck <it> up harder. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, skipping back to Birds of Prey, Rosie Perez has been cast as Renee Montoya in the Birds of Prey movie, okay. which is interesting because I also know she has a stint as the question, so that could be cool, man. Um, 
uh, appeasing Sam. I'm gonna make you really happy with this. Nick Cage wants to play Lex Luthor. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. my god. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, let no. all the scenarios run through your mind right now. Please let this oh, happen. Oh, Jesus Nick Cage Christ. as Lex Luthor. <laughs> to be fair, I don't know if he could do a worse job than Eisenberg in Batman vs Superman. I mean, I think that's partially writing, partially acting. No, I, I think Eisenberg has the ability to do it. It that writing was just god awful. Just imagine Nick Cage with a bald head. Oh, God, no. I mean, he's most of the way there. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that hairline's that... running from his face like <laughs> like me running towards a cake, dude. Like it, it's, it's pretty rough. Away. <laughs> Away. Yeah. Got enough. Packed on enough pounds here. Um, so I'm going to do all, uh, do some stuff about the uh, Arrowverse really quick. Uh, Stephen Amell teases <laughs> which is the weirdest thing in the world, an all-male pillow fight this season on Arrow. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I kind of want to see it real bad. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I honestly got hope somebody dies during that pillow fight, too. Because how, how many times do you get to say, I watched that guy get murdered in a pillow fight? Just, that is like probably the best gift for it all week. <laughs> and uh, the wow. cross crossover this, this year is called Elseworlds. So that's uh, interesting and fun. Okay. A uh, whole bunch of stuff on the streaming. Uh, first, uh, international Netflix will be displaying Titans the yeah. series. Heard that? Um, wish you didn't which, hear it. Which but is I heard it. Interesting because why? Why not just fucking make it on Netflix or simul stream it on Netflix? Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, like I understand. You know why? Oh, I know why. Yeah. Great but, sons of bitches. Yeah. Bitch asses. Um, the. DC streaming really service cast Kaylee Cuoco, who is from the Big Bang Theory, in case mm-hmm. you didn't know. Oh, it's going on too long. Uh, as Harley Quinn for that animated series. Um, ah, along, as part of the uh, voice cast, there is uh, Ron Funches, Jason Alexander, Lake Bell, Christopher Maloney, and uh, Dietrich Bader, who will be spinning uh, Batman again. I'm sorry, who is Jason Alexander playing? Uh, I didn't have specific like casting. I just I just got who's who's on that voice cast. I'm curious as shit because for people who don't know, uh, Jason Alexander is George Costanza in Seinfeld. <laughs> if you don't know that, where have you been over the last like 30 years? Yeah, because that I, I, dude's... I've just never watched Seinfeld. But you still know who Jason Alexander is. No, no, no. You've probably if I see him, I will. You've probably but... seen him. Yeah, the voice is is unmistakable. Yeah. I just don't know the name. Um, so Matt Bomer was cast as Negative Man in Doom Patrol. Okay. And Doom Patrol actually debuts December 12th. And I found an interesting piece of information. So the way DC is rolling out that streaming service, um, it's basically every week there's a brand new episode of a brand new show. Oh, wow. So for how t- many weeks? For it's for the next year. Oh, so, wow. so Titans will run, then Doom Patrol will run, then. I believe it's Swamp Thing, then Harley Quinn, um, Teen Titan, uh, not Teen Titans, Young Justice. It's broken up in two spots. I was going to say, separated yeah. Separated by something else. Um, it's like two halves. And, and they've done that before with that show. I think Swamp Thing breaks up Young yeah. Justice. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, and, and it just, I think that's actually a brilliant way to do that. And it capitalizes on the whole association of 52 with DC because of obviously the comic book series. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you have something every week. So that, that actually kind of makes it sort of nice. 
Um, but you know, I still can't watch it on my fucking TV. It's still either on my phone or on my computer. That, it is yeah. a really an, a bit annoying. So I sat here and actually watched the first two seasons of Young Justice, and it was annoying to have to do it all on my laptop mm-hmm. instead of being able to do it on my TV. I tried to Chromecast it from my laptop to the TV, and it was so choppy that it just didn't really? work well. Yeah, yeah, it like kept that. like freezing up every few minutes. Did I tried try... using uh, multiple browsers on like my my Fire Stick and directly through my TV, and I could like it was just awful. Did you try a direct HDMI cable? From your laptop to the uh, My laptop doesn't have one. Oh. Yeah. That's actually that an sucks. interesting point. Okay. I'll, I'll give that a shot. Moving on, Titans was already renewed for season two, which means they have a little bit of faith behind it. And we'll talk about it later because they dropped a couple new trailers, but with some of the trailers that have come out, I've started to feel better about the series and some of the initial positive reviews yeah. uh, of the show. So that's encouraging. Um, moving on to Marvel, the MCU and their TV stuff. Uh, first, the Black Widow movie may be based around Y2K and stopping a Y2K bug. Yes, in case you're old, <laughs> okay, like me, that makes perfect sense. But if you're young, uh, Y2K was the year 2000. Hey, I'm young and I still know what Y2K is. <laughs> you're maybe not as young as some of our potential listeners. There's only seven when Y2K happened. Yeah, well. Not even seven. There might be younger people than you listening to this. <laughs> I hope there are. Um, and the, the fear was that... They would roll over to 2000 and all of our systems would shut down. Computers wouldn't know how to process the number two. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> uh, so stupid. Um, moving on. Runaway season two is filmed, ra- uh, wrapped filming. Filmed wrapping. Holy shit, what is wrong with you, brain? Is <laughs> uh, wrapped filming and returns to Hulu December 21st. Um, and we're so excited about this. Uh, I still haven't watched the first season, to be completely honest. <laughs> I really want to watch it. I just, I'm just so, so I, super busy. I watched the probably like three episodes in the middle of the first season, and I was like, <laughs> well, well, this just isn't for me. <laughs> uh, Spidey may get his Tron-inspired stealth suit in Far From Home. I've actually seen a couple of leaked set pics. I didn't want to see them. I didn't want to look. Kind of cool. Also saw some leaked set pics of uh, Mysterio. Mysterio. Didn't want to see it either. Oh, I'm not really thrilled about it. Kind of looks like Thor. Kind of looks like Thor. I have not seen them, but that's don't, just odd. Don't. Just wait for the movie to come out because okay. those, those set pics are probably just going to ruin you. Because uh, he ruined me. According, oh, man. To, according to Sean Gunn, Disney is using James Gunn's script for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Really? Yep. Okay. So, so it's just like, oh, I'm going to still pay him. Whatever. You do you, Disney. Uh, Gambit will be a romantic comedy. Interesting. Is, is that still in development? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's been in development for like, what, five years now? <laughs> yeah. So they're actually making headway on it. They're developing the romantic comedy, which I don't know how to feel about. What's his name? Channing um, Tatum. Channing Tatum. Yeah. He okay. still signed on to do it? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So we'll see. I've been excited I, for that could, movie. I it think could be he good. could do really it well. It could be really it could good. Be, it could be. But... Fox is just trying to push it out right now. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, speaking of Fox pushing shit out, uh, they, it turns out they, they are either releasing a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2 in theaters or... Or we're secretly getting a Deadpool Christmas movie this year. Um, Either way, it's going to be fantastic. I I want the Christmas movie. Oh my god, yes! I want the because I just know that it's so the concept is so ridiculous <laughs> that if they if they made it and kept it under the radar and just drop it on us around Christmas time, I'm in. I'm I'm on. Oh my god, in. yes! I don't think anything's really ever been done like that. No, exactly. Which is why I want it so bad. And it just fits in so well with 
Deadpool that it would just right. It'd it's be just perfect. So random and huge. Exactly. It'll, it'll, it'll just, just like Deadpool. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's well done. Uh, good work by you. Uh, so it looks like Dark Phoenix and Gambit, despite having release dates, were delayed again. So Dark Phoenix, like they, they dropped the trailer, which we'll talk about also later. They dropped the trailer, gave us a date, and it's like, oh, about that. We're going to delay that to Gambit's original release date, and then we're going to release Gambit later on. Mm. So I just I just don't know. I yeah. don't know what they're doing. Uh, Daredevil Season 3, again, something else we will talk about later in the trailers. Um, it's not an adaptation of a direct comic book story. It's an original story, and it has multiple influences. Ooh. So I think okay. they, they were incorporating three different stories, which is interesting. Uh, should be cool, though. Uh, the Disney Fox deal, which was originally slated to close next year, may close this year. Oh wow! So, you know, we could like if they're, while they're doing reshoots, they might be just working on some stuff with Avengers to incorporate. I don't know, Fantastic Four. I think they are, or X Men, or just some of the pantheon of the villains. They might Kang, be um, Galactus. Nah, with, nothing that big. But with you stating right now that the deal isn't technically finalized yet, I think legally, I don't know if they can. That's the thing. We'll see. So we'll see. Yeah. Curious. Uh, Marvel Studios has a script for the Dark Avengers movie, uh, which is something that happens after uh, a storyline called Secret Invasion, which might have tipped their hand on Avengers 4, which we still don't have a goddamn title for. Why? It's been like it's on Blu-ray. I've watched it like three times. What if it's Secret Wars? It'd be awesome. I'm fine with that. Except now, now Venom's out of the bag, and so he fucked that up. So, uh, Speaking of which, uh, Tom Hardy wants Venom to cross into the MCU. No-brainer there. Right. Why uh, wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Exactly. Um, I debated on putting this in news or in our Venom discussion. His fa- Tom Hardy's favorite scenes from Venom were cut from the movie. He said yep. it's like 30 or 40 minutes yeah, that he loved that just got cut, uh, which, is, which is sad. And Sony wants to have Morbius set to be an immediate follow-up to Venom, um, which means I guess they're plowing forward with this universe, Spider-Man universe, but you know, without Spider-Man, screw you guys, you're so stupid. You don't even know what you're doing anymore. <laughs> and finally, um, following up on a video game story from last time, Telltale, Telltale Games is closed due to a lack of funding, and its former employees are actually suing the company. Telltale. Didn't they do the the Batman game that yeah. you played? Yes, yes, they did two seasons of their Batman game. Uh, Walking so Dead. They did Walking Dead. Um, so which might still get released? Well, that, yeah, that was might a problem be, right there. Yeah, they might be going under. It was actually really flat, good. Why did they do that? They didn't have to do that. Walking Dead was actually pretty good. Yeah, should played it. It's crazy. I don't like the show. Oh, okay, do you not like zombies? Yeah, no. you like zombies. I hate zombies. I love zombies. So dumb. Shoot them dumb bitches in the face. While we're talking about video games, uh-huh. um, so there's a lot of rumors and leaks lately from Rocksteady Studios, mm, who were the ones right. that did the Arkham games, mm-hmm. Batman Arkham games. Fantastic. Man. Um, so originally, the big rumor floating around is that they were working on a Superman game, which given their track record with Batman, okay, fine, I'm willing to try it out. But then the rumors kind of molded into a Justice League game, which mm-hmm. got even more exciting, but raised a lot more questions about balancing seven different characters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But now the big rumor is that it might just be a new Batman Arkham game called Arkham Universe, which may be interesting. It would apparently feature 
all of the Bat family as playable characters, so including Nightwing. Even and, though you kind of had Robin in the last game. Yeah, so they'll have like Batgirl and all them as playable characters. So we'll see what happens. I wonder that how they would cool. make them like distinct. Like, would would Dick focus more on not Bat Dick, <laughs> Dick Grayson? Sorry. <laughs> On acrobatics, want to be sure? Yeah, would, would he be more? And that's the thing, though, like, like nimble than playing than like Bruce. Arkham Knight and stuff. When you actually did play as like Tim Drake or as um, Dick Grayson in like the expansions and everything, they all handled the same. So yeah. they, if they're gonna do something like this, they really need to vary them a bit. Oh man, that would be great to play as um, like give Tim Drake as, a lot as of Red gadgets. Hood. Yeah, Red Hood was one of the options. Yeah, Red Hood oh. was a character. Like just yeah. and and super strength too. Well, yeah, true. In this iteration, I don't believe he has super strength. No? Okay. No. Not necessary. And that's news! Okay, and that is your news. Now we are going to be moving into Venom territory. So, Sony Pictures just released their latest superhero flick called Venom. A lot of casual viewers that may not know too much about the character, the big question on their mind is, just who the fuck is Venom? So Venom is made up of two entities. We have Eddie Brock and the symbiote known as Venom. The symbiote is initially connected to Spider-Man, and when it's discarded by Spidey, the symbiote latches onto someone who hates Peter as much as it does as much as it does. He's often seen as a foil for Spider-Man, but is also generally an anti-hero. Venom has several powers and abilities, many of which are comparable to Spider-Man. He has the ability to wall crawl and use webs. He has shape-shifting abilities that allow him to blend into many situations. He has superhuman strength and an above-average regenerative abilities. Uh, he's also blocked from Spider-Man's Spider-Sense, which gives him an edge over Spidey. Venom has a few stellar solo stories, but here we'll focus on Lethal Protector. Uh, this was a story from 1993 that established the most well-known version of who Venom is. He transitions from villain to anti-hero in this story. Uh, Venom and Spidey agree to leave each other alone, and Venom moves to San Fran. Uh, Spidey heads to San Fran after being misled by the news to stop Venom and then fights alongside him to stop Venom's offspring, Scream, Phage, uh, Lasher, Agony, and Riot. So that's pretty much like a backstory of who Venom is uh, moving from, you know, his initial, uh, his origins, you know, involved with Spider-Man to really going to like a solo story with himself. So now that's out of the way. Let's really get dive into Venom a little bit. Yeah. So I think there's an interesting thing that I want to start start with, with this time around. So with all the stuff leading up to Venom, like as you went into the movie, like what were you thinking and feeling? I was expecting it to be complete trash. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. So I had, in addition to seeing like a lot of the trailers, because I I work on the road and I, I'm in a truck and I listen to the radio all the time. I heard like um, radio ads for it. And that did not translate well, because they used like a lot of the Venom voice, and it's muddy. Eddie. Yeah, exactly. But like, it's just it's pure audio, and it's not crisp, and it's not clean, it's not high quality. So it was just like, yeah, I was like, oh, you catch all those like little sizzle hits, whatever, and you hear, blah, 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 and you're like, I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck that was. First wheel, blah, 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 blah. it's like I don't know what you're doing. So that that was weird for me, but I was not thrilled with how they marketed the movie. Yeah, uh, as well. Yeah, it was it was odd, really, just all around. Um, because really, and initially we got like because of fans wanting content from Sony, 
really made like a kind of an outrage like where is this trailer for venom so they're like all right you know what you want it here you go so we get a trailer of venom with no cg in it which was that was a bad move which which was awkward to see right and then after that they gave us um a trailer with some cg in it but no venom right and then we got that trailer where you know he stands up and we see the yeah. venom face yeah that was cool, all right? So at that point, I had a little bit of faith, right? Yes, I agree with you. Right there, I was like, okay, I think I might be in. Yeah, because a lot of the thing with Venom is the design, right? Absolutely right. So we had the design. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. yeah. Yep, we had the design. Now we were all wondering the same thing. Is it going to be associated with Spider-Man in the sense that is he going to have the spider symbol on him? Turns out, nope, he didn't. And that kind of plays into... Another reason why this movie didn't really work because the story just wasn't there, you know? Yeah. They really tried to explain how the symbiote came to be on Eddie Brock without involving Spider-Man. It just didn't quite work. So there are a couple of story points I want to get to specifically about how the symbiote got here. Yeah. We'll do do that in a little bit. Okay. So so then, like, all right, so they released, like, their their endgame trailers, Mm -hmm. right? And I texted you guys, and I was like, I'm a little concerned. Like, I went from being, like, mildly excited about this movie to I'm not sure if this is going to be good. Right. Like, I was really scared for a little bit. And I, I knew several people that expressed basically the same sentiment. So it was it was rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, because we, we all wanted it. We all wanted Venom on the big screen. We wanted it bad. Yeah. Uh, ever since they they messed it up, Sony messed it up. Uh, <laughs> Spider Man Three, the two thousand eight, the Spider Man movie we shall never speak of again. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't want to talk about emo dancing Peter Parker? Look, that's a fantastic <laughs> gift. And it's, a gr- it's an even greater meme because you can use it everywhere. But as far as a film, no, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we we all wanted this, and you know, upon getting it, I think everybody wants to give it right back. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean. All right, so let's let's talk about it a little bit here. But, like, yeah, exactly. Like, the why? Movie. Why do we so, want to give this back? I think we all came away with the same feeling, right? Like, it's not like that. It's a it's an out and out bad movie because we've no. watched out and out bad movies. Yeah. It's not it's not Catwoman bad. <laughs> no, no, which is a lot. A lot of earlier views were comparing the two, and I don't think it deserves that much hate. No, right. um, but it wasn't good. Either. No. Like, it was like, I, I described it, like, to my friends, like, as soon as we got out, I was like, it's a mindless action movie. If you treat it like that and just forget that there's any connection to Spider-Man any in any way, shape, or form, you'll be fine. And that's not flattering. <laughs> no. <laughs> but even still, um, you know, if you treat it like an action movie, the action isn't even that good. Yeah. I said mindless, dude. <laughs> <Not> mindless. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. Speaking of mindless, that story was bad it very was bad. so rushed at certain points so drawn out in others it didn't know how to pace itself it didn't know what it was telling so I, right i actually wanted to say something that i did like about the story okay which is which is like a like very few spots but i liked how it was in the beginning kind of like the 90s cartoon where the spaceship crashes yeah venom come like venom's like on the spaceship uh-huh. there, there's direct ties to john jameson mm-hmm. uh, j john jameson's son in case you didn't know that um and I, I love that that helps me kind of buy in a little bit 
off the bat and then just shoved me off a cliff. <laughs> the, the, the fuck you, Sony cliff. Yeah, it really did. And it was it was very quick, too. Like, it was the first two minutes of the movie that really pulled you in. And right after that, you're like, well... And because of, and and for this reason, I'm out. It just it, it hits such a brick wall after that. It just yep. so slow to develop anything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bam, he gets to the symbiote, and bam, 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 things just happen right off the bat. Like yeah, y- you need to learn how to pace yourself there. Right. So I had a few like, so I felt like Tom Hardy was fine. Yeah, he did a good job, and I loved the fact that Tom he, Hardy was great. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll see that a lot in our in our review on the TwistedCape.com. Um, but I'm gonna say it like that from now on, just <laughs> like a like a monster truck announcer. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love the fact that first of all he was doing Venom's voice as well. Yes, um, which he did a great job. I with. love that voice; like it was perfect. Again, not for radio, <laughs> but on film, I thought it was excellent. I I loved, and it, it like it captured just like. Like how I thought Venom's voice should sound. How like sinister it's yeah. supposed to sound. Like and, big and, yeah. and, and dark. Um, I love that. I love that part of it. But as far as like the story, right? I just felt it was lackluster top to bottom. And the villain wasn't good. They made him so comically evil. Like a lot of times you get villains <laughs> that are like, you can tell that he's evil, but he's not like outwardly showing it. And like they, they keep it like believable but this guy is just like literally throwing homeless people at these symbiotes like ha 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 you're dead now like, all right give me another exactly yeah he's oh wait sorry so, we never prefaced we're talking full spoilers here <laughs> so if you've made it this far and you haven't seen the movie sorry we just fucking ruined it for you yeah uh but, but yeah yeah it, but it's just like I, I don't i understand this is a comic movie and it's based off of comic books and stuff where they kind of are a little bit out there with their villains and stuff but like in the translation, you need to make it a little bit more human, realistic, <laughs> and not so blatantly evil. I think the the biggest thing was like the dialogue at times. Yes. Oh man, Ugh. so bad. So, do you do you want to do you want to tell the story, Sam, about about us in the theater? Yeah. <laughs> and, and what was a, what it was, was the, the line? It was, it was that the was rocket. Before. It was yeah. Oh, shit, what was the line? It was like. <laughs> Like something about the, like, the autopilot or somebody flying the rocket, I think it was. And he was like, they're like, oh, well, there's nobody here to pilot the rocket. And he was like, that's because I'm going to pilot the rocket. And oh, like, yeah. Something oh, stu- man. Something awful like that. Yeah. And <laughs> it's super predictable. And so there was a scientist behind, um, what's his name? Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Or, yeah. Who was the actor for. Like, it is clearly, but like clearly in frame, clearly in focus. Yeah, clearly they wanted you to see it. Yes, and he was directly behind him in the shot. And when they said that, it was like, "Well, I'll pilot the rocket." The scientist just like puts his hand in his face, <laughs> as if to say, "Like <laughs> this fucking guy." <laughs> like, who the fuck is directing this movie? <laughs> and who wrote this goddamn thing? Like he he it was like this guy who you see for literally like five seconds of the movie who has no place in doing this. Just <laughs> is not, completely not, does he even have a name? He's no. completely done with the shit like of the movie. And it was that was probably like my highlight of yeah, the movie. Sam and I like turned to each other and we're just like, Are you kidding me with this? Like instead of looking concerned, like, oh man, is this oh no. 
we're in he's trouble just, here. He's so fed up with he's everything. Just like, he's, he's like, like this, no, this fucking movie, dude, no. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> this is it, the end of my acting career. It was, it was so funny because it was just like, it was supposed to be like a look of concern. Yeah. But to us, it was just that exasperation. We're like, yep, we understand that. We're there with you. <laughs> um, um, good. So where do you want to go? Like, so we talked a little bit about like what what has made this movie so bad like really overall what was it personally for you guys you know that really made it like the stink fest so there were a couple of characters right yeah that were just basically walking plot devices okay yeah eddie brock's girlfriend she just like there was i never truly felt invested in her as a character nope like I understand, like there she's supposed to be, l- l- well, girlfriend slash ex girlfriend, and I th- or Annie or whatever. Um, like she was, like you're supposed to feel for her or whatever, but yeah, like, you nope. know, like she, she's supposed to be this really great, like established lawyer, but Smart. then yeah, w- then when Eddie causes her to lose her job, it's like, oh, well. She, she's gonna. I'm, I'm sure you'll bounce back on your feet. Like that's not a big thing for you. Like nothing. Like nothing that happens to any of these characters, you feel really that bad for. And the uh, the sim the symbiote doctor, she was just walking exposition. Yeah. Like I I actually I was a little frustrated. I was like, why are you just gonna like? You're not gonna give give her a chance at all. You're just Wh- gonna kill her. Which didn't even work, by the way. So one thing that that kind of pissed me off was like she brought Eddie to the facility to get inside, right? Yeah. You would think that like a multi-billion dollar company would have security cameras all over the fucking yeah. place. Yeah. So why did it take him that long to figure out that it was that scientist? Everybody's like, fired. He just, yeah. cause he just wanted to have him throw a fucking hissy fit. Like, it, like he was just such a little bitch of, mm. of a villain, like pre symbiote. It was just not fun. Yeah, it just wasn't fun at all. No. So so yeah, that those those are the two. That was like for me personally. I just I saw that and I was like, all right, Jesse, what made the awful. writing? Yeah, the, there were certain points where it was such lazy dialogue. Um, there was a part where exposition scientist and evil dude were talking, <laughs> and evil dude. I I don't care enough to remember their names. Carlton Drake. Yeah, that guy. Um, they were talking and like they were trying to discuss some like scientific concept and I understand like you want to make it accessible to like the common moviegoer, but you can also just rely on context clues, but they were like explain what a symbiotic relationship is between organisms. And I'm like, do you really have to dumb this down that much? Like, like I felt like they were making, they were writing for six year olds. Exactly. And then there was the, the line later on where Venom and Eddie are talking and he decides that he wants to stay on Earth and everything, and and he's oh, like, "Oh, what? God. What changed your mind? You, you did, Eddie. Like, yeah, what? What? Why? Excuse me. What? What? What did Eddie do to this point that changed your mind? Like, what? Yeah, he pretty much just ran. So it's like, oh, you just let me kill dudes and bite off heads. Yeah, I kind of want to stay with you. Like, yeah, that's that's pretty much how that went. Which which is a problem in and of itself uh, to the character of Eddie Brock. Um, yeah, and the relationship between him and Venom, it just uh, it's it 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 didn't work. It really didn't work. Um, for for me, the biggest problem that I had was it just really wasn't true to the character of Venom or Eddie. Uh, 
Yep. It it pretty much not the, wrong. The entire movie felt like a bad way of explaining how the symbiote got to Eddie Brock instead of being attached to Spider-Man first. Um, and yeah. they didn't do it that well. So I think I think we all feel the same way. The lack of Spider-Man hurt this movie bad. Like, well, that, really bad. I think the lack of context yeah. know, being attached to Spider-Man first hurt this movie yep. because they, they had to spend the entire movie explaining it away. Yep. They, they could have gotten away with it. Uh, they just needed to really think about how they wanted to structure it and the thought just wasn't there. Yeah. So so what are things that you actually did like? So I know I talked about like uh, how I love the voice yeah. and the, the John James thing, but the thing that I also kind of loved is about Venom's look is that black was like a really velvety, shiny, yeah. bright, almost makes sense, like black. And I thought it looked perfect for the color palette of, of Venom, despite there being no white to contrast. Yeah, no real poppy, big white, and that that goes to the credit um, to the CGI of this movie. It was very good, except for the last fight scene. Yes, um, yes, but that's that's something different. So, like, just overall, the CGI was very good, and that came across for for Venom um, when he was like full on like Venom, you know, not just like tendrils shooting out from. From any Brock, which still looked good. Yeah, I agree. Um, it it did. Um, but yeah, that so something I really did like about the movie was in the few parts that it happened uh, between Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams. So Eddie Brock and Anne Wang, uh, they were engaged at one point. You know, in the beginning of the movie, there, despite the bad dialogue, they were able to pull off like a a pretty good. Chemist, on-screen chemistry between each other. I agree. Um, so, you know, despite that bad dialogue, they still made it happen somewhat for the audience, you know, yeah. to get connected to them. So I did enjoy that, um, as well as the CGI. And then there was one action sequence that we'll get to later um, that I thought was pretty good. I'd say that's probably the only redeeming thing in the movie for me was that one sequence, yeah, uh, car chase sequence. Do you want to explain that a little bit? So basically... Um, the Life Foundation discovers that Eddie Brock's the one that has the symbiote. Mm-hmm. So they come after him and Eddie starts running basically. And so he gets on his motorcycle and starts driving through San Francisco while the, with the Life Foundation just chasing after him. SUVs after SUV coming after him. Drones. Everything. And drones, exploding drones and everything. Um, and so the whole scene is just basically focused on Eddie driving away while the symbiote constantly protects him and will like grab onto the ground to quickly change his direction and just help him evade these guards. And it's just so well done. I think it was interesting um, because they like, like we've seen car chases like forever, you know, there's almost always a fruit stand to crash through. Oh yeah. You know, it's just, it's just (laughs) car chases are, are, it's hard to make them inventive. And I think they did that uh, with this. Mm -hmm. Um, With the symbiote, they just had so many possibilities that they could, throw in there that it just made it so much better right yeah, i completely agree and there was one point where there were uh, uh, an explosive drone was coming at him and the symbiote just grabbed a nearby car door and just used it as a shield for eddie so the cool thing that, that i really loved about that car chase scene was that usually explosions look one way but they used a lot of blue flame yeah in the explosions mm-hmm. which provides such a different visual it was like oh i actually kind of noticed that yeah it's right nice i i understand there's different heat and you know why yes, flames blue is. versus 
orange and whatever, but um, yeah, I thought it was a very, very cool visual trick. Well, Mike, and you also brought up a good point right after we watched the movie about that specific specific scene uh, on how the environment was reacting in a way that like everything like the, all the explosions were causing the trees to like go go oh, crazy no, and you know everything else like you, sometimes in movies like there'll be all these explosions and shit going on but like the trees will be still or like you know just not like the environment in general Actual destruction, yeah. isn't reacting to all the stuff that's going on it's kind of like a video game that doesn't have fully destructible environments yes yep so but they they did that really well especially during that scene so that really was able, like, it, it drew you in that much more to that sequence. And I thought it was really fantastic. So there was something that kind of stuck out to me, right? Um, I thought San Francisco was an excellent setting. Yeah. I loved getting in and around and all about. But my problem is, like, because, I mean, they picked this basically straight from Lethal Protector. Um, but... My problem is the fact that we just were there with Ant-Man and the Lost. I was thinking that too. And yeah. I was just like, ugh. Like, it's it's not... First of all, it's kind of stuck in my mind. Second of all, if you're just somebody casual and you don't know that these are two completely different entities, you're like, well, why wouldn't Ant-Man just show up there? You know, when does this occur in the timeline? And that's confusing. Um, but I think they did a much better job with using... Um, San Francisco in some ways, um, using some of the landmarks and whatnot. I think that like the streets, like it felt more like personal in Venom because like you see them driving up streets and yeah. around corners and stuff like that. But you got like a wide sense of with Ant Man and the Wasp, I'm in San Francisco versus like I I am San Francisco in this movie. Like, does that make sense? A little bit, yeah. I I think that in Ant Man and Wasp, um, Ant Man and the Wisp, in the Wisp, uh, all the all the scenes outdoors were more or less just scenes outdoors, and it really didn't have anything to do with San Francisco. Yeah. Whereas in Venom, it really like you felt like oh the hills were like yeah. a, a yeah. big factor. The motorcycle and like as he's like you know? going like that was cool. Yeah. yeah. It was a great it was a great shot. Yeah. San Francisco was an obstacle. You know, in in Venom, whereas in Ant Man and Wasp, it didn't. It was just a place to be. Yeah. So, yeah, Absolutely I right. thought that was um, it was a good choice. So, can we talk about that final fight scene? Yeah, let's quick? do it. Um, so I said this to you guys like right after the movie, um, like the the two symbiotes, Venom and Riot fighting. Yep. To me, um, really looked reminded me of like Transformers, where like it's just like a lot of flying metal, and I don't know. Who is who? Like they don't do a j- good job distinguishing the two, or 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 something. Yeah. Before we get in too deep, do you want to explain who Riot is? Yes. I think that's a good idea. So, um, Riot is technically the offspring of Venom, but in the movie they made him the leader of the alien symbiotes. Um, while he shares many of Venom's abilities and weaknesses, he prefers to make blunt objects to bludgeon his opponent uh, opponents, and that's because um, of his host. Uh, Riot is merged with Trevor Cole, who's a security guard for the Life Foundation. Um, he's played minor parts in larger stories, but isn't at quite as vital as the movie has really made him out to seem. So in the movie, he's he's bonded with um, Carlton, Drake. Carlton Drake. I can't remember his first name. The head of the Life Foundation. Yeah. The big evil guy. <laughs> Dickhead. Um, yeah. not, not security guard Trevor Cole. So, I mean, Riot's kind of a, an obscure character. which Or is why even security guard Richard. Yeah. But... Thank God he's safe. Yeah. 
I had no problem with him. <laughs> bright spot in the movie. Uh, most developed character in the entire movie. <laughs> um, but I felt like there was really very little different. Like, and, and they wanted to do cool stuff, right? Like having the, the symbiotes fight and like come off of their hosts while the hosts are fighting and the symbiotes are fighting at the same time. It was supposed to be a cool visual, but I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to be looking at here. It just looks like somebody just threw paint at a wall and there are two dudes in the paint. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it didn't help that. That's, better than Sam, that's not better than Sam's description, but. <laughs> I, I think it doesn't help that Venom is like this blackish, purplish color and then Riot is like kind of like a silvery color. They made him like a gunmetal. Yeah, they, yeah, they blend too well together. Yeah. Which is why I like so Riot's supposed to be blue, bluish, and I'm not that sure that worse. would have been better. Yeah, exactly. Like, because it would have just kind of blended. Um, it just yeah, it's it was no, tough. That no, and that's what we were alluding to um, a little bit ago about the last fight sequence um, with the CGI not being that great. It's really the differentiation between the two symbiotes just duking it out, and it's just it it didn't really work that well. Um, especially because you really just weren't invested in Riot at that point. Yep. Be- um, in a matter of 15 minutes, you're introduced to Riot, um, you know, who he bonds with, Carlton Drake, what Riot wants to do on Earth, a fight sequence with Riot and Venom, and then the death of Riot. All in 15 minutes. You're just like, meh, all right, well. Right, so when Riot dies, you're just like, well, that was a thing that Venom had to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the the pacing of the movie was just horribly off. Yeah, and they and they tried to make it seem like Riot was this big, menacing like thing looming over the entire story because they kept cutting back to to little things here and there regarding the symbiote. But so yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, Riot's journey to Carlton Drake. Yeah, so made no goddamn sense. In the beginning of the movie, the ship that the Life Foundation tries to retrieve the symbiotes with crashes in Malaysia, and the Life Foundation retrieves all of the symbiote samples except for one. And they don't know what happened to it. It attaches to a person and it relentlessly tries to make its way to San Francisco, where all the other symbiotes are. Takes about six months. Yes. Why did it take six months? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. So it, it goes from person so there, to person. There are too many questions here. Yeah. One, what actually happens to the people? Does it just consume them and discard their bodies? You don't know. So we don't know. Uh, why did it take six months? Because it fucking caught a flight. <laughs> so what, what are you doing? Are you crawling to San Francisco? Uh, the three, why, why are you choosing hosts the way you choose hosts? Like, that's not explained at all. No. As it's going through. And then what makes Carlton Drake so special that you're like, that dude, need that dude, got to be up inside that dude. I just realized something else. So in the movie, they say that if they're not a compatible host, they can only really hold the symbiote for like two or three days. Right. Yet we see only like three people that Riot's actually used. Yeah. And we see like them him jumping from person to person over this six month period. How would... How did he? What? Who was the strong, like host there? Yeah, it does. It, we don't know. It does not make any sense. Nope, not none. one bit of it. That that whole journey is is just awful because it's interspersed throughout the movie in spots where it just doesn't make sense, and like there's like 
a fucking Amber Alert moment in the movie yeah. with the little girl. Like, so, like, it's like healing people like the symbiote does so the person can move around and get to place to place. It heals this, like, little old lady um, in Malaysia, I believe. Malaysia, yeah. She finds a little girl in an airport, follows her into the bathroom, and, it, like, the way she's looking at the little girl, it's just like, no, nobody sees this? No? 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 Okay, cool. Like, where, where are her parents? Where, where are her parents? Nope. You guys, uh, you guys not here? All right, cool. Goes in the bathroom. We we don't see them again until the little girl's getting like leaving the airport, and then just walks away from the cab where I presume her parents are climbing into. Maybe and just, we, and just we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a fucking seven year old. Just catch a flight from Malaysia to USA. Have fucking fun. Uh, I'm just, pretty sure this movie was Home Alone. <laughs> it may have been, bitch. Like <laughs> assimilated Macaulay Culkin somewhere out there. Yeah. It just uh, it just didn't make sense. No, it didn't. And then, like, she finds Carlton Drake, and then, oh, oh, okay, we're good. We're good now. Yeah. And he what? doesn't... And the the girl meets Carlton Drake inside the laboratory of the How Life Foundation. <laughs> How? You're supposed to have this super high-tech security. How did like, she just walk in? No, nah, man, they don't have high-tech security because they don't have cameras <laughs> anywhere. I mean, she could have killed everybody on the way in there because she, you know, it is Theoretically? The, it is the symbiote, so... But, like, how many people would she have to kill to get in there? And, like, you know, somebody should have noticed by then. Like, oh, Possibly. wow, there's... There's, there's like, a bunch of dead bodies. There's ten people dead here. Nope. And, and and then <laughs> Drake, once he gets in contact with the girl, he's like, oh. What are you doing here? Well, well hey there. Hey, like, little, like hey Wonka, buddy. Like Wonka in the candy factory. <laughs> like, well, hi. You, what, are you, what are you doing here? Venom was just a mess. It w- it really was a, a pacing, writing, action sequence mess. So not well, good. So final thoughts and review on the movie. It's not as bad as I think it. People were. Ah, here's a question: Justice League. Would you compare it to Justice League? Favorably or unfavorably? Because we that's a, that's a mediocre movie at best, right? Yes, I think I we would all agree with that. I say that yep. all right. Justice League was better than Venom. So it's not good. It's bad. Okay. I like that. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Um, like the, the one note that I had was that I, it felt formulaic, except it didn't use the right amount of the proper ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it just it just wasn't good. Yeah. And so here's here's actually like one of the biggest issues I had with um, the movie and I mentioned this earlier, it it didn't do justice to the character of Eddie Brock or to Venom. So Eddie Brock is this like Catholic guy, very religious. Uh And when he is attached to the symbiote Venom, Venom doesn't let Eddie call a lot of the shots, pretty much none. He takes control over Eddie Brock. And that is a problem that, you know, he has with the symbiote in the comics. You know, he's like, I don't like this. I don't like what we're doing the majority of the time. Uh, this isn't good for me. But in the movie, it's like Eddie is calling all of the shots. The symbiote's listening, except for when it bites off some heads, which isn't a problem for Eddie because he isn't a religious person in the movie. He's like a calm cool relaxed like cool as people being let's like decapitated yeah let's just meditate about this like let's just like keep our heads cool about this 
And, like, it throws him off at first, but, like, for a religious person, which he should be, like, in the comics, murdering people is not something you're cool with. In this, he's like, okay, well, but only for bad people we can do this. Yeah. Uh, So. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, We never talked about the post-credit scene um, with the introduction of Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. Yes. So. Woody Harrelson? (laughs) Look, I'm all right with it. I, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I think he's actually weird. perfect. Okay. The hair was weird. Yeah, yeah. But I think he can do creepy and menacing. He can and crazy. Yes. Really, it really just well. threw me when I first saw him. Like, wait, huh, huh? Right. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, so I had two other things really quick on the movie. For I'm ready to wrap it up. Uh, Stanley, the Stanley cameo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was good. Uh, I honestly totally forgot about it. Yeah, it's it just so quick at the end. At the very end of the movie, has no real bearing on any of the story. And two for me was how the fuck did the Venom symbiote survive that end? Yeah, no, that was like, another question too. I was out on that. I was like, yeah. So in case you haven't seen it and you're not going to, um. They're they're falling off of the rocket. Uh, the the fire exhaust from the rocket is coming down, threatens to kill Eddie. The venom symbiote sac- sac- seemingly sacrifices itself to keep Eddie safe. And then, like at the end of the movie, you hear Venom's voice in Eddie as he's talking to Anne, and we don't know how because the symbiote essentially says goodbye. Yeah, and we're just like, wait, what? I watched you burn to ash. How are you still here? The same explosion that kills Riot. Riot. Yeah. yeah. So, which now makes me believe that Riot might not actually be dead because the fire is supposed to hurt symbiotes, but apparently doesn't doesn't mean anything. Just shrug that shit right off. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but that's it's still bullshit. Yeah. Anyway. Not good. Don't see it if, yeah. you, if you haven't already. This is the one thing we will actually tell you not to see. <laughs> <laughs> So if it's uh, if it's on cable, then maybe watch. It. If you have nothing nothing better to do, if you don't want to take a drill just to the inside of your eardrum, yeah, it's fun. definitely a hangover Saturday movie. Oh yeah, oh that's a good call. Yeah, real so, good call. All right, well I don't have anything else for this. Nah, um, I'm done. So yeah, if that's it for you guys, uh, that's it for Venom. Uh, see it if you want, but we do not recommend it. Save your money. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about Venom. Uh, a big letdown, really, for all of us, yep. unfortunately. Um, but this week has been a great week at New York Comic Con. We have and gotten... Pr- and prior to that. Yeah. Uh, we have gotten some great trailers um, that we'd really like to talk about with you guys. Yeah, let's jump into a little trailer palooza. I want to start with what, probably my favorite out of all of them okay uh aquaman really yes favorite <laughs> favorite so uh, i i watched the trailer and i basically thought to myself i like said aloud man that was excellent and then i was and i was like oh i never envisioned myself saying that aquaman looks like it's going to be an excellent movie for two reasons one it's fucking aquaman i mean we, we joke yeah, yeah. But it's aquaman it's, the whole it's, world jokes it's not it's not easy <laughs> and two i mean it's dz yeah with this st- Stellar track record or fucking up. Yep. So uh, I, I'm still very hesitant. The, the trailer looked good. It looked like it had promise, but I'm pretty sure we could say that about every single DC movie up to this point. The trailers always look like they had promise. True. True. So I'm still not sold. It, it looks like they may have turned the uh, CG corner a little bit. Looks better in some instances. It really does. It really does. Uh, I I think that. 
this movie will be very different because uh, the director James Wan has said that he didn't want to make a superhero movie. He wanted to make a sci-fi movie. And where the two can really intersect in like a big way, Mm -hmm. if you're going for a sci-fi specific movie as opposed to just a movie about a hero, like that can make a huge difference in the tone of all the rest of the characters. Like you can really try and develop this world as opposed to just this one person uh, trying to navigate through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I have I have a lot of hope, especially from the trailer that we saw. It's gonna be a good movie to see. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty excited. I'm not writing it off. Yeah. I'm just keeping sure. my hopes tamed. That's okay. Be, yep. Be, and you, and you, yeah, at this point, you, you have to. <laughs> you have to, because they just I, let I've us been down hurt by too DC many too many times at yeah. this point. Yep. Yep. Absolutely right. Uh, so let's move on to one that I have a little bit of trepidation about. Um, yeah. Dark Phoenix. Okay. So we talked earlier, it, it got delayed and then delayed again. Right. Um, like the, the it trailer. Even, it even had trailers out before. Yeah. yeah. And they so just when, pulled it. That's the same thing that happened with New Mutants. Like yeah. They had a trailer out and everything yeah, and like then firm got delayed. Yeah. I actually mentioned this to one of my friends the other day and I was like, yeah, didn't you notice that they, they had a trailer out for it like two years ago and then they just... There, you never got a movie? And he's like, oh, yeah. That's right. We didn't. <laughs> so, well, almost how forgettable it can be. Yeah. It's sad. Unfortunately, but go ahead. So um, uh, it's just like the timeline is just is just weird. It's so like, weird. We, we talked about it a lot with in my group of friends, and it's just it's odd because like, we were just talking about it before we, we recorded here. Um, how old are they? <laughs> I think someone well, actually did the math and based on their age in first class, like Magneto is supposed to be like in his eighties at this point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah. he looks like he's still 20. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, maybe a little older, but yeah. Michael Fassbender still a delightful looking man. Uh, but you know, he's got age a little bit. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some major issues there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. The only person who could probably pull this off is Mystique. That's yeah. true. You know? But even she looks different than she has in the past. Right. In the trailer. She does. Uh, she does. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about and, that. And in a very good way. Like Yeah, in a, in a great way. I, I love how her look is different. Yeah, they did a great job with her character design. Uh, also, speaking of design, I love that they're actually wearing costumes in like classic, like giant yellow X yeah. uh, costumes. Yep. That uh, that makes me happy. Very much. As a, as a guy who loves the X-Men. And then we watched... Um, the Gotham trailer. Yeah. So and... that show is silly and ridiculous. Yeah. And boy, does that trailer just show how silly and ridiculous that show is. Yeah. I have yet to watch season four. It actually just, at the time of recording, like two days ago, got thrown up on Netflix. So okay. I'll get to it in like the coming week or so. Okay. I mean, like you said, overacting to the max. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just... Uh, but there, one, yeah, there's like, some ham villains in there. Yeah. Yeah. After watching that trailer, uh, it just, to me, looks like a rehashing of Dark Knight Rises just with a bunch more villains. Yeah. The story is basically the same. Yeah, it really feels like uh, Fox is just trying to get away with, okay, this is our last hurrah here. What properties do we have? Just toss them Okay, there. throw it in, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, what? who would we get from that trailer? We got, um, we have... Every possible villain. Oh my god, yeah. Po- Poison Riddler, Ivy, Penguin, Joker, Hugo, Ivy, Strange, uh, Raish. There was... Oh, and that was like a Firefly. rehash of like mm. the previous season. Yeah. A lot of that. Which I didn't realize how, how jam-packed it really was. 
Um, but this We've is got like, like two Jokers now, and yeah, and then yeah. now they're tossing in Bane, and it's just like it's a lot. So, well, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, thank God it's wrapping up. Hopefully, they make it cohesive. Yeah, probably not. No, probably G- given what I remember of the first three seasons, no, probably no break faith. a whole bunch of laws of physics. Like oh it'll, God, be, yes. it'll be. It'll be the, a hot show mess. annoys the hell out of me, but I can't not watch it. It's like a train wreck. <laughs> yes. Like, you just can't stop. It annoys me so much, but I can't help myself. <laughs> I, would love to, right. I would love to watch it with you. Oh, just my God. Just to watch your brain just go, no, no, no. Like, I, I, I'm like the firm believer, like the firm school thought that these villains came out about because of Batman, not the other way around. And this show just smashed that to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we watched... The Titans trailer. Uh, it was the one for Netflix yeah, International. I didn't like that one as much as the one that we got because it, the one that we got showed some different stuff. But then the one for Netflix showed some also different stuff. Um, it's odd. Yeah, it, it like they use different cuts of. I wouldn't you just footage. use the same trailer. I I agree. Be some more work for yourself. <laughs> well, that's that's clever marketing because international. Like different countries gravitate towards different kinds of things. I so suppose that it it's literally like that for every single movie that comes out. The posters, the trailers, everything is different. Yeah, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. So, so um, it showed some different stuff. There wasn't the the grimy fuck Batman stuff. Um, they they tried. They hinted at how they're going to explain that. How they're going. How they had a falling out. Um, how how Dick and Bruce had a falling out. Um, try to explain a little more about Raven, uh, a little more Starfire. But overall, the reactions... The reactions have been great. So people have seen the first two episodes of this. Three, I think. Three? Okay, first three episodes. And they have all... All the reactions from them have been very, very positive. Which is very surprising. Right. Given what we've seen so far. But, you know... Surprising in a great way, honestly, yeah. because, you know, we've always... All right, so I know, at least me, I have shit on this show since the first trailer, but uh, I was always hopeful for it. You know, I, I really want it to be great, and it seems like we might get a good show out of this. But, but again, this is all DC we're talking about again. This is the same song and dance every single time, so... But people I, have seen the episodes, yeah, and they, and they so, like it, you know? Who knows if it, it? We're talking about an entire season here, so it could go to shit. Sure, but it, it, we'll it see. Very, First few episodes were, were good, yeah. so we'll see. We'll see. I hope it's good. Please, God, be good. <laughs> uh, and finally, we watched uh, the Daredevil trailer yeah. trailers because we got we got a regular season trailer, which was intense. Like, what do you guys think about that? I am. I I love the show. I love the character. So I'm really looking forward to this. I think this might have been my favorite trailer for any of the Netflix Marvel shows. Um, Nailed it. You mean you didn't like the trailers for like Iron Fist? Man, <laughs> I don't even want to get started on Iron <laughs> Fist. But, uh, man, the, so the dialogue seemed great. Um, the acting seemed like it was very much so on par. And the music that they did throughout the, the trailer was very very um i don't know uh, ominous menacing yes it was very menacing and you know that this season is going to be just like shit hitting the fan left and right oh, yeah I mean, and just that that look on foggy's face when he's reading the story about wilson fisk getting out you could just see like the terror and dread in his face in yeah. that like quick second they showed so a couple of things jumped out 
to me from this trailer. One, um, I love that Matt's back in black. I don't. Uh, I, I, I love the costume, but I think it represents something different for him. It's kind of like uh, Spider-Man's black suit. Right. Like, it's a shift in personality almost. Um, so it, it, it tells us that this is going to be more violent and darker. And mm. I, I think Darede- some of Daredevil's uh, stories, Daredevil's stories, uh, God, I cannot <laughs> fucking talk these last few weeks, uh, <laughs> are, are really dark and really awesome to yeah. watch. So that's really cool for me. Two... Wilson Fisk in a white suit, like just it's like hitting like four back to back home runs, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like oh my god, this is so good. Finally, it <laughs> has happened to me. That's right. Ow. Uh, <laughs> Meeting Mr. Right, man of my dreams. Hey, you better stop before we have to pay for that shit. <laughs> I think the best part about it is that we only have a time of recording like a week and a half left until yes. we actually get this. Yes. Yeah. So, so oh, yeah. that's really cool. And then we watched uh, a separate trailer where they essentially just go ahead and just reveal Bullseye for you. Yeah. And um, they never actually said it. No. But the guy puts on a baseball hat with a bullseye on it. I I mean, mean, we're not stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. Sometimes, but. The thing I think I, I love about this show in particular is that you are invested in the villains. Yep. Yes. For whatever reason, like they do an excellent job. I don't know if it's Vincent D'Onofrio. I don't know if it's the actual acting, but you are invested as hell in the villains and like the, it, it hangs with you. Um, so if they give Bullseye the proper treatment, which it really looks like they did, um, I, I think we're, we're in for an awesome one-two punch. And like they're picking from a storyline, it seems like, where Daredevil's identity is outed. And it feels like they might go that way, and it feels like things could get really hot for Matt Murdock, which always makes stories better, in my uh, opinion. Do you think that this is going to be the last season of Daredevil? I, I have concerns that it might be. Yeah? I have true concerns that it might be. I think they will would keep doing it, but with the advent of a Disney streaming service... I don't know that they're going to want to leave things on Netflix, which is why I think we got, what, four shows this year? Yeah. And uh, I think we're going to get a quick turnaround Jessica Jones, too, because I think we talked about news, like, months ago that they might try and push it out at the end of this year or early next year. Right. So that's that's potentially a concern. Um, and, I mean, I think... I think characters might die off at the very least, like big characters. Yeah. Karen Page in the comics, sorry guys, she don't make it. So there's a very real shot she she kicks the bucket this season. There's a chance that Foggy might not make it out. I mean, it it, it bucks the trend, but it's Matt's best friend, and what better way to hurt him than than to clip him? So yep, yeah. I I don't know, man. It might make sense to do something where. They do like a season three A and a season three B and they like break it up. So like if if they're planning on eliminating Matt Murdock, splitting up a season into two parts, maybe putting like a Defenders thing in between. Oh, by the way, that's done forever. Defenders the, is done? Officially done. Yeah. So what they they changed the official name of the Facebook page to something completely different. And like the stars of the individual shows were like, uh, like asked in interviews, "Hey, are you guys doing another Defenders?" And they're just like, <laughs> "No, that's not <laughs> happening." Why? Uh, I just don't think it was. I think it was first of all meant to only be a one season thing. Okay. 
And two, I just don't think that they got the love that they wanted for it. Oh, man. I do, however, think um, they may do a Heroes for Hire. Okay. That would be cool. That I mean, would... I really enjoyed the Defenders, actually. But So did I. I liked I, it, it was like Avengers. I like seeing everybody get together for the yeah. first time. And... Yeah. It was a good story, too. Combo! Yeah. Um, so, uh, of the trailers, which ones did you guys like the best? What Your top one. The, your favorite. Uh, the best you, one for you. That's if tough. you were to make a list, we get it, Sam. What would be number one? <laughs> <laughs> Say it in Spanish now. All of it. I can't, Jesse. I'm not doing your dirty work. Fuck. All right. Anyway, uh, so as far as movies, obviously it's Aquaman because we only watched the two, uh, <laughs> and the TV. It's clearly Daredevil. I mean, yeah, it just looks so amazing. I mean, mine's are going to be the same. I mean. Uh, that the Aquaman trailer surprised me. I enjoyed it, but I'm still very cautious about the movie as a whole. And then just it's Daredevil. I mean, yep, gotta love Daredevil. I have to go with Daredevil as well. Definitely my favorite. Um, just overall everything. It would be my number one if I made if I made a list. It would be my number one. A list? Yeah. A listing of trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd probably say number two on the list would be. Aquaman, but number one, just one more above it. On the list. On the list. Okay. Would be Daredevil. Oh my god, I hit you both. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so you're organizing the trip. All right, all right shut up. <laughs> um, all right, so besides the trailers, um, anything else from Comic-Con? Any other thoughts? Uh, what do you guys want to talk about? You guys want to roll in the final thoughts? Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, I'll, I guess I can start. Okay. If you don't mind. Um, fuck mosquitoes. <laughs> fuck mosquitoes. They have no ecological purpose to me. Uh, they bite me a lot, and I get a lot of scratchy fucking bite marks, and I kill them, and they bleed. I have like a blood stain on my pants because I killed a mosquito earlier today. Mm. Fuck you, mosquitoes. See, mosquitoes love me too, and I absolutely hate it because they love my spicy Latin blood, <laughs> and it's just... Oh my god! It makes makes me crazy. They, they ignore everyone else around me and they go straight, straight for me. Straight for me, always. Yeah. yeah, my kids too. Like my my two youngest have like my youngest actually has a has a bite mark right on his face. I'm like you little shits, stay away <laughs> from my kids. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm just saying. Uh, look up CRISPR. C R I S P R. Yes. CRISPR. The okay. DNA splicing technology. Yes. yes. Just look that up and look what they're trying to do with mosquitoes. Yes. You, you I have be... heard about this and it does seem interesting. I'm curious to see where it goes. Yep. Hmm. So, interesting. Uh, all right. Um, for a while there, I went on a, a no beer drinking kind of thing. I've been just drinking like whiskey. A, wa- a walkabout? Huh? Oh, like a no beer walkabout? Not a no beer walkabout. Spirit quest? Uh, not a spirit quest either. Oh, okay. More okay. of like a beer drought, where <laughs> where I replaced the beer with whiskey and vodka because that's just what I wanted at the time. But for the past couple of weeks, I've really been wanting beer. Um, I don't know why, but that's just what it has been. Mm. If you guys have any beers that you truly enjoy, I would like to hear which is your favorite beer. And why? 
No, we just we just had the uh, Sour Monkey last podcast. Yes, or, we like, did. Two podcasts ago. It was good. Yep. I really like that. So uh, that's that's why I'm throwing that in there. Okay. We're not uh, sponsored by any beer companies. Other beer beers are available, but we can be sponsored if you would like. Oh, please, 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 please do. do sponsor us. Uh, for me, uh, really quick, happy belated birthday, Sam. Well, thank between, you. Uh, between now and last podcast, Sam had a birthday. So yeah. happy birthday. And, and my son, David. Happy birthday, buddy. You'll <laughs> never right. listen to this. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool if you did, though. Yeah. I don't want to learn more bad words, so. <laughs> <laughs> Just save it until he's a little bit older. Yeah. Cool. Uh, really quick, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to one of the guys who actually just started listening to our podcast, Anthony. Uh, in the last podcast, we were talking about uh, people with eye patches, <laughs> right? Uh, and uh, he sent me a message, or uh, he actually posted it on Facebook about uh, Snake Pliskin. Oh, uh, yes. And we were saying there was no heroes with eye patches. They were all, basically all bad guys. Snake, He's got us. Yep. So shout out to you, sir. We'll give you a high five when we see you next. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, uh, if you want to go see Venom, uh, like we said, it's a, it's a really like a novelty movie, so it's great for seeing, not great for seeing Venom on the big screen, but you get to see Venom on the big screen, which is really what we wanted, but not what it's, we wanted. A, it's a shame that we got it this way. <laughs> um, I love how you said that. That was good. So please uh, do that if you want to, but definitely be checking out our website. Definitely listen to this podcast and all the other ones coming out after it. Check out our and Instagram. And the ones before, too. And the ones yeah, don't, before. don't ignore those guys. No. They, we put a lot of work into that. Yes, we did. Uh, check out our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and please give us feedback. We love it. Uh, we want to know what you guys want us to talk about. Um, so, yeah, please enjoy all of that. Um, and if you have any updates that maybe we didn't cover from the Comic-Con that you really seem to enjoy and want us to talk about, let us know about that. So, all right. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, I am Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. All right, everybody. Stay twisted. Stay twisted.